guys, welcome to another <laughs> Young Adults Podcast. We're here again, back with Courtney and Victoria. What's up, guys? Hello. Hello. Wow, y'all sound like y'all just came from so a... Uh, we're, yeah, oh we're, my. we're okay. really excited to be here. Are you? <laughs> you sound like a sour I'm pickle. I'm running out of good, like, um, introductory This is like our fourth time trying up, to Yeah, welcome. our takes aren't really going well today, so we hope you enjoy this one. We actually are very excited to be Maybe here. Maybe we should do 12 to complement the uh, Victoria's studies of the 12 Of the 12 stones. stones, the 12 tribes. Stay tuned for a podcast that no, will never okay. come. We'll, we'll spare you, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome to another Young Adults Podcast. Hope everybody's doing well on this wonderful Monday. Rather, you're driving to work, coming back from work. Maybe it's not even Monday. I hope you're enjoying it. So, guys, uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. Actually, you can't subscribe on Instagram, but follow us on Instagram at YA underscore power of love. And don't forget, you can email us and send us your testimonies through DM or email. And you can email us at T-P-O-L-C-Y-A at gmail.com. So, guys, we're really excited. We're glad you're listening. Don't forget to share. Don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you're on. And let us know you're listening. Glad you're here. So, sit back and enjoy this great podcast. Victoria. What's up, Victoria? What are we sharing <laughs> you today? always throw it to me, um, Lord. <laughs> so, today, we are talking about the cross of Jesus Christ. Praise God. So, um, we are going to start off in Isaiah 53. Um, verse one, it says, I'm just quoting it from memory here because I'm not, I'm not turning there, but it says, who has believed our report and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? And then he goes on and Isaiah starts prophesying about what's going to happen to Jesus. And even in chapter 52, he talks about that he's going to be marred beyond human recognition. You know, he's talking about the sufferings of Christ, his wounds and what that means for us. And, you know, I love that it starts off with that verse though, to, to um, who has believed the report of the Lord? You know, and to that person, that is who the arm of the Lord is going to be revealed. So the arm of the Lord is a picture of God's power. It's the saving power of God. And, you know, Jesus Christ actually is the power of God. So there's a power. When we're talking about the cross of Jesus Christ, that message, the message of the cross carries power. But it's only revealed. The power of God's only revealed and manifested to, to those who believe the report of the Lord. Who has heard and believed the report of the Lord? And, you know, this is something that I've actually been studying lately. And um, I've been, like, really studying um, blind Bartimaeus and just how, you know, he's a perfect example of someone who heard the report of the Lord and believed it. And he had God's power manifested to him. You know, blind Bartimaeus obviously had heard about Jesus because he cried out, son of David, son of David. So he must have heard. There is this guy. And, they, they you know, they knew the prophet. Um, they knew the prophecies of the Old Testament that it was going to, the Messiah was going to be the son of David. And they knew the prophecies that whenever he comes, it, the blind will see, the lame will be walking, the lepers will be cleansed, the dead will be raised. So blind Bartimaeus had heard the report. He had heard the report of Jesus and that report, you know, he didn't actually see any miracles, which is very powerful. You know, we don't see with the natural eye. We don't see Christ. We don't see the cross with the natural eye, but the hearing of the ear gives us the faith 
to cry out. And when we believe what we've heard about Christ, when we believe the report of the cross, the, the, the report of the gospel, when you believe that, it actually draws on the power of God to be revealed to you. So, you know, that's what happened. Blind Bartimaeus that day, when he heard and believed, it actually caused God's power to be manifested for his eyes to be opened, to have a revelation of who Christ was, to see Christ, to set him free, to heal him. You know, and even in, I love Revelation chapter five, um, he, you know, it, there, this is talking about John as having a revelation of Christ. This is the unveiling of Christ. And um, one of the elders tells John, stop weeping. See, look with your eyes. He's telling him, open up your eyes. See the lion of the tribe of Judah. The son of David has overcome. And he, and he says, John says, I saw a lamb standing, though it had been slain. So that means that John, when his eyes were open to behold Christ, he, he, that means that he saw his wounds. You know, Jesus was marred and his body, now it is glorified, but it still holds the wounds that he bore on the cross. Those wounds that are described in Isaiah 53, that he was whipped, he was beaten, he was bruised. His body still holds those wounds. And we, when you believe on Christ, when you believe the message of the cross, your eyes will be open to actually see those wounds for yourself. And that's why the Bible says, consider not your own, consider not your body, consider not your circumstance, consider not th the things of the natural, but consider Consider Christ. Consider his wounds. Look upon him. And that's why I love whenever the elder tells John, stop weeping. Stop weeping. Stop crying over what you think is going on and open up your eyes to behold the wounds of Christ. In his wounds, there is healing. In his wounds, there is power. When you understand the cross and you believe the report of the Lord, you are actually empowered. Your faith on believing what you've heard, believing that report actually empowers you to have a revelation of the arm of God, which is the manifestation of his power unto salvation, which is well-being, total well-being, healing, you know, all of these kinds of things. And so that's why whenever we hear the message of the cross, you know, open up your heart and say, I believe this report. This is the report that belongs to me. And when you put your faith on it, then God will begin to reveal to you in great measure. He will begin to reveal to you all that Christ has done and the power that's behind it. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, the message of the cross, I know for me, a couple of months ago, I got so angry on about something, someone talking about uh, the cross on Facebook. I watched this video of this guy talking about how it was, uh, it was God's permissive plan that Jesus died, that it was us, that it was us that killed Jesus, that it wasn't God's will that Jesus would die, but that it was, um, you know, people messing up and killing Jesus. And because of that, you know, we, we had a, God made something good out of it. And I was like, what, what lunatic is this guy who thinks that it was not God's will to, to send Jesus Christ to die on the cross? That is one of the biggest things we have to understand about the cross is that this message, this plan was God's plan of redemption for his people. He saw a people that had no way of having eternal salvation, but they had eternal damnation because we had sinful nature. But because God loves us, because of his mercy, because of, of this plan that he had from the beginning, 
This was the plan of God. And even says, Victoria talked about Isaiah 53. It even says in Isaiah 53 that it was the will of the Lord to crush him. It was God's good plan to cause him grief. It's God's plan all along to send Jesus. Why, why was it the way that it was? Why did Jesus have to die on a cross? Why did he have to shed his blood? Why, why was it that he died the death that we see? The one of, you know, that his, his body was marred, as it says in Isaiah 53, that he was crushed, that he was bruised, that he bore our sin, he bore our iniquity. Why was it the way that it was? And we can read about this in the Old Testament that actually the Old Testament is our types and shadows of the things that were to come. And it's quite amazing when you look back at the Old Testament to see what are the things in the law that, that people used to do to, you know, be cleansed of their sins. But, you know, what Jesus did, it, it says in Hebrews, um, in the book of Hebrews, that Jesus is our great high priest. He is the one that is his priesthood is forever. You know, God, you know, talks about how how he prophesied this in the in the book of Psalms, and even uh, even uh, King David said, you know, he he was, began to prophesy and said, "You are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek." You know, Jesus being our high priest by the cross was really something that came about to establish a new order, a new covenant. I love what it says in in John. I think it's the it's in, in the end of John, maybe like John nineteen, John twenty, when Jesus dies. Jesus says as he's breathing his last, it is finished. What is he talking about? He's talking about the old covenant was finished. The old way of doing things was complete upon Jesus's death. Why? We go back and we can kind of understand that, you know, the way that the way that the, you know, uh, they were cleansed from their sins in the Old Testament. There was a high priest appointed by God and he, he went into, you know, the first chamber of the temple, the holy place of God. And he brought bu- uh, blood of bulls, the blood of lamb, uh, the, the blood of goats and to, in order to cleanse the people and himself of his sins. He was a man. He knew weakness. He had sin, iniquity, and he, he came to, you know, offer up. Because it says in the Bible that the blood, the life is in the blood. And so, you know, the, the things of, of the, of, uh, that God had settled was actually confirmed by blood. And so, you know, we see this as a type and a shadow. And then it says that he goes into the Holy of Holies. He goes behind the veil into the most secret place, the holiest place, into the presence and the tabernacle of God. And he brings this blood to cleanse, to cleanse the people of their sins. That's what they did. And they did that daily. They did that yearly because they, they were constantly in consciousness of their sins. They were constantly having to cover their sins by blood. That's why we see the cross. That's why we see death being the the necessary means to give us our forgiveness, to end, you know, our sin and its power over our life. So Jesus becomes our great high priest. That's why he died. It was necessary that he died. And he even talks about that in the Old Testament. I mean, the New Testament. And um, and Paul talks about that in Hebrews. So, so again, you know, going back to what I was saying, he said, it was, it is finished. That old covenant it became obsolete. That old way of having to make ourselves right by the blood of animals, by the blood of goats, it talks about how Jesus' blood is so much more powerful. It has cleansed us of our dead works and our consciousness. That's what happens when Jesus, you know, shed his blood and he died the death that was supposed to be ours. We were supposed to be punished for sin. And so his blood being shed for us 
paid a, a high price for our forgiveness of sins, for our remission of sins, so that we go free. And Jesus, you know, bore all the weight of, of sin, death. We don't, we don't have to suffer those same things. And that's why, you know, when we get an understanding, like Victoria said, when we get an understanding of the power of the cross, why he had to shed his blood, what, what, what actually happened, it was, a, it was a surety, it says. It was a guarantee that we go free and Jesus took it for us. And we are, you know, our, our, our record, our, our past life, we have a new nature. And again, we've talked about that before, our new identity in Christ. But, but the blood of Jesus grants us access into that place. And I'll go, go on to uh, um, kind of something similar. You know, after Jesus said it was finished, it says that the earth shook. It says that the earth shook, the earth was quaking. There were people that were raised from the dead at that moment. They started walking about. And it says the veil in the temple was torn in two, the curtain. And I read something about the curtain in that temple. That, that was the, the curtain that separated the front part of the, the temple uh, or the sanctuary and then the most holy place of the presence of God. That curtain that separated us, people, man, and the high priest, where they were able to go in that most holy place, was that curtain. And that curtain was huge. It was like four inches thick. It was 40 uh, feet wide. And I think it was like 20 feet tall. It was big. But it says that it tore in two from top to bottom. Men can, a man cannot tear a, a curtain, a veil that was that thick, that tall, that high, that wide. It was the power of God that had come down because Jesus Christ shed his blood, paid a high price for our, you know, access into this holy place. And because of that, now we have this presence. We, we are vessels to hold the living God inside of us. Now, the, you know, it says that now the Holy Spirit dwells in you because of what Jesus said. He purchased for us, you know, directly direct access to the Father. Not, not, now we don't have to have, um, you know, high priests going to make um, intercession for us daily. A man, we have Jesus Christ who brought his blood into the most holy place in heaven, the heavenly sanctuary, and has cleansed us of our, of our sin and has made us be able to go into God's presence with boldness, with confidence, with assurance that we are made right with God all because of what Jesus has done. So there is power in the blood of Jesus. There's power in the cross and it will drive you, you know, just like that man who saw Jesus on the cross. He saw Jesus and it says when he saw the earth shake, when he saw how he breathed his last breath and when he saw, um, you know, how he had said it is finished, it drew him to his knees and it said truly this man was a son of God. Yeah, that's awesome. And I know, like, I, I've been studying a lot on the, the veil, too, and that's something that's so powerful. You know, when Jesus hung on the cross, he bore the curse of sin in our place. You know, the wounds on his body, he took the curse of our sin. So when he died and he said, it is finished, that means the power of sin in that moment was broken. The veil was torn open, you know, like Courtney's saying. And, you know, the veil, it says in Hebrews, is a picture of the flesh. That's the flesh of Jesus that was torn 
torn in two so that we could have access into the presence of God. And so whenever that veil was torn, like Courtney was saying, so much power was released that actually the dead saints started getting up out of their graves and walking around in the city. People saw them. People saw them and were like, surely this man who died must have been the son of God if this much power was released at his death. You know, and that's exactly, I love, like, that's exactly what communion is. When you take that cracker, you know, yes, that's a symbol of the torn flesh of Jesus. So, you know, when you take communion, you know, you can receive your healing. Why? Because when that flesh is torn, when you're chewing the cracker, I mean, that's a, that's a picture of, you know, you can put your faith on that. The torn flesh of Jesus releases the resurrection power of God that actually raised all the dead in the graveyard that day. How much more when you take the communion, will the power of God, the resurrection power of God be released into your body to quicken your body, to make every dead thing come alive? That's exactly what communion is. It's the picture, the torn flesh, the flesh of Jesus Christ, that now that that flesh is torn, all the power that he, that was in him has been released unto you. And so I love, not only does it say that the veil was torn, but in that same scripture in Matthew um, 27, it says, in verse 51, it says, the curtain of the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks were split. And so, you know, this is something that's very powerful. You know, Jesus, he's referred to as a living stone. He's the rock. You know, he even tells Peter, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. The rock, it's the revelation of who Christ is. He is the rock. And, you know, there's a scripture in Psalm 105, which was written before Christ. That was written before Christ, but it says, God split the rock and water poured out. God split the rock and water poured out. So when Jesus died, it says the rocks were split. So this is exactly in John chapter 7, he tells them, come unto me, all you who are thirsty. And it says here, like, um, it says that he was referring to the Holy Spirit. But it says in verse John 7, verse 39, it says, he was speaking here of the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were afterward to receive. The Holy Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus was not yet glorified. So this is what happened. So when Jesus died on the cross, the rock was split. This, the water, that wow. the rock was split open. Now the river can flow. Before that, the rivers were not rushing. He was saying, come unto me all who are thirsty. He was prophesying. He was prophesying of his own death, of the power that was going to be released when the rock was split open. Now the river of the Holy Ghost has come to you. The river of the Holy Ghost is now freely flowing. Come all who are thirsty. Come all who are weary. If you need a drink of the living water of the Spirit of God, because Christ died, the rock has been split wide open. Now you can come to the river. You can have a drink of this living water for yourself because Jesus Christ has been split open. His body was pierced. You know, it even says yeah. that when his flesh was pierced, water yeah. and blood poured out. That water and blood, that blood is, is the forgiveness of your sin. And that water, that's the living water of the spirit of God. That's exactly why Jesus died so that you can drink of the spirit of God, that river, that rushing river. And now, you know, even he tells Peter, you know, 
he, Peter's, that name means rock. So when Peter had a revelation of Christ, everything I'm saying right now, he was actually transfigured to take on that very nature. Peter was a, a piece of that rock. You know, that's exactly what it means. Peter, Petra, he was a piece of the rock of Christ. So whenever you become now a piece of that rock, you know, this is all, it's like the revelation of the cross literally empowers you to become everything that Christ is. You know, that's what salvation is. And so now that's what it means that you have the river of God flowing out of you. Why? Because you have the rock of revelation of who Christ is on the inside of you. And when that rock is split open, you know, and every time we have revelation of Christ, that rock is opening up even more. That rock is being broken open on the inside of you. Pastor Jesse talked about this Wednesday night. When God's word is broken open on the inside of you, that's what it means to have revelation. When that word is broken open, that power that's in that word, that's packed into that word is released. It's unveiled. It's, it comes open. And then the river, the river of power of the spirit, all those things, that's what's released when we have revelation of who Christ is. And he's the word, you know? And so that's why, you know, when you look to the cross, when we, the more we study the cross, the more we look to Christ, look to him and, and have revelation of our savior, our redeemer, our Lord, there is power. There is power in every revelation that we have of the cross. That's good. And uh, and then first uh, in First Corinthians one eighteen, I just actually moved there. Uh, it talks about the power going off of the power of God. It says in First Corinthians one eighteen, it says, "For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it's the power of God." And the, when you the the thing about the cross is like that's this is why religion is so dead is because they keep jesus on the cross but once you have the revelation of jesus died on the cross so that we could have a new covenant with christ that's what brings the power of god everything that's going to empower you it started with the blood of jesus the blood of jesus washes all sins it overcomes everything and that when jesus jesus died he that was able that was made able so that he could live on the inside of you. You have the living spirit yeah. of God on the inside of you. And when you have the living spirit of God on the inside of you, what what can stand against you? What can hold you back? What can what can what can keep you down? Everything has to bow at the name of Jesus. And when Jesus died, that spirit, that name, that power was able to come and live on the inside of you with that new covenant that he brought. Yeah. And that's so powerful. It's like when you, you can you can never get away from the cross. You can never lose sight of the cross because once you lose sight of the cross, that's when you're able to start becoming, that's when you forget who you are. That's what you forget what Jesus did. That's when you forget that the blood was shed so that you wouldn't have to live a defeated life, so that you could be bought. You were bought with the price. God literally sent his spirit. Jesus was the living spirit of God here on earth so that you might have life. And that's why you can never, ever take the cross so lightly. And that's the, every, like the cross is huge, especially with the revelation. The more you, the more you study the cross, you become, it becomes a new revelation. Mm -hmm. You can never know know. everything about the cross. It's always made new. Yeah. I liked what you said. You said it starts at the cross. I mean, because it it does. It's like, that is. Well, that's when our covenant was made. That's when our covenant happened. Jesus had to die for us. Otherwise, we would still, one, Jesus wouldn't be able to live inside of us. Two, we would have to go through a priest. I mean, we would have to, we would be sacrificing animals to Jesus. God had to send Jesus down so that he could buy us back from sin so that we could accept him. And like, do you have, yeah. 
Yeah, no, I mean, it does. It, I mean, our understanding of our salvation starts at the cross. That's how we were right. saved when we understand that it was the cross. When we see Jesus for who he is and we see ourselves for who we were. And I loved what I heard last weekend um, at, at church. Is It's like the Holy Spirit is the one that opens up your eyes. It, it removes that veil because, you know, the Bible talks about how uh, unbelievers uh, have a veil that covers their eyes lest they would see the glorious gospel, the light, the glorious light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so, you know, the Holy Spirit removes that veil. And you kind of just touched on that a little bit. But that man, you know, the, the centurion that saw Jesus uh, as he died on the cross, that moment, it, he had, you know, the veil was torn. It says that he pierced his side. It pierced the side of Jesus. And what came out blood and water you know that's that that revelation that understanding that the blood and then the water coming forth that rock that poured forth water was the holy spirit literally unveiling to him this is the christ and so at that moment he realized this man is the son of god but also you realize upon salvation upon seeing the cross that i'm a sinner and i'm in need of a savior and this drives you to to repent this drives you to proclaim him as your Lord and your Savior, and this opens up, you know, the rebirth, your rebirth inside of you. This is when God proclaims that this is the new covenant I have made with you. I will give you a new heart. I will put a new spirit on the inside of you, and I will put, I will give you my spirit. I will write my laws on your heart, and I will cleanse you and sprinkle you with water. You know, this is the new covenant that He was talking about. So that why, that's why it's like that old covenant. It is finished. It has become obsolete. And now, because the veil has been torn, because now we have revelation to understand that Jesus Christ's blood has opened up the door for us to have access to God, now we are vessels. Now we are the ones that the Holy Spirit comes to dwell on the inside of us because of the cross, because of Jesus' blood, because of what he has done, because of his death. Now the Spirit of God that used to be behind a curtain inside the tabernacle of the holiest of holies place, now it's living. Now he is living on the inside of us. That's what the cross has purchased for us, is that the living God would live on the inside of us and we can be victorious. So the blood of Jesus brings us into victory in all realms of life. And so it's, it's, it's knowing that, okay, now Jesus Christ has raised from the dead and because of his life that now lives on the inside of me, I have the life that Christ has. It's no longer I who live, not my body, not my spirit, but it's Christ who lives on the inside of me. This is the cross. This was the reason so that that spirit could come alive in you and show yourself, show himself strong, building you up to a life of victory, building you up so that you would have a life of redemption. Let the, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You are redeemed from sickness. You are redeemed from disease. You are redeemed from, you know, plagues in your mind, mental diseases. You are, uh, you are redeemed from sleepless nights. No longer will you be depressed. No longer will you live in anxiety because Jesus Christ has paid a high price for you to be free and for the spirit of the living God to live on the inside of you. Yeah, and you know, it's so important to have an understanding of the covenant that we do have yeah. because of Christ, because the, you know, the Bible says that his blood is what ratified the covenant. And this honestly is just something that I feel like I'm, you know, we're barely scratching the surface of this stuff. There's no end to, yeah. to the revelation of this stuff. But, really? you know, really, you have to understand that God made a covenant with Christ. Yeah. And it was sealed by Christ's blood. Right. It has nothing to do with you. And that's why when people try to earn their way into the covenant, you newsflash, you can't. Right. You cannot do it because we're 
you're not perfect. You're, you're not perfect. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's so awesome. Jesus Christ has perfectly fulfilled your part of the covenant. And now you partake by faith. All you have to do is believe that he perfectly fulfilled everything that you could never perfectly fulfill. And when you put your faith in him, when you put your faith, you now partake in everything that he, he deserves because he lived a perfect life. He paid the perfect price. His blood has literally secured, secured your position in the covenant. And not only that, but his blood carries so much power. It's so alive with the life of God that it speaks for you. You know, and I know we've talked about that in previous podcasts, but that you have to remember that the blood of Jesus is speaking for you, that it is speaking that you're healed. Like Courtney's saying, you're free from anxiety. You're free from fear. You're free from addiction. You don't have to be bound to that thing anymore because the blood of Jesus has purchased your covenant with God. You know, it's not up to you anymore. It, Christ has finished it when he died on the cross. And even like we were saying about communion, I mean, that we talked about the body part, the blood part. When you mm-hmm. partake of the communion, you know, whatever you're going through, even if it's not sickness and disease, if you're battling a sin, I encourage you, I challenge you, take communion every day mm-hmm. and say, when I drink of this grape juice, I'm putting my faith that the blood of Jesus goes throughout my entire body and cries out mercy. It cries out freedom. It cries cries out to all this, you know, if you're sick in your body, when you partake of the blood of communion, that thing goes throughout your body and it cries out to your cells, healing, healthy, strong, you know, and it speaks to your body and it speaks to your spirit. You're free. You're full of joy. You know, that, that carries power. His life is in the blood of Jesus. When you take communion, you're taking the power, you're, you're partaking of the power that was released at the cross and, and everything that the blood of Jesus carries, which is the life of God, the life of God, the joy, the peace, the overwhelming victory of God's life. You're partaking of that. You're a partaker of that. You are a partaker of that because of what Christ has done, that he has forever sealed your covenant with God with his very own blood. And that's that's awesome what you said, because there's nothing you can do to have earned the blood of Jesus. Right. It was that the blood of Jesus Jesus himself was a gift from God. Je- God loved us so much that he gave his only son. That he he gave. What is what is gave? Amen. Gave is me giving you something. When you give somebody something, they don't have to earn it. They don't have to do anything to give it. They simply have to accept it. And that's all you do. That's all you have to do is accept Jesus into your heart. Jesus is a free gift for everybody. There's nothing you have to do. You don't have to be a good you there's no there's not enough goodness you can do. There's not enough money you can give. There's not enough community service you can serve. There's not enough grade. Uh, there's not a higher grade you can get to get the blood of Jesus. But it's only by, it's only that God had grace upon our lives and showed mercy Amen. upon us that he sent his son Jesus to die for us. In Ephesians 2, 8, it says, for by grace, you have been saved through faith. And Victoria was talking about that. You have to, you have, to have faith that mm-hmm. G- in knowing that God sent his son, that Jesus died for you. And it says, by grace, through faith, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. God gave Jesus. Jesus is the free gift for us to take the blood of Jesus and everything that comes with it is free and it is for everybody. There's nothing you could have done for for uh, you to have earned the blood of Jesus, but it's only through the mercy and the loving kindness of God that you were that we are able to accept Jesus. Right, and exactly. It's like, you know, when you understand that Jesus Christ has literally 
paid everything, that it is an actual done deal, and that all you have to do now, every our part now, everything is to work to believe. Work to believe the report of the Lord because your faith is what is going to unlock the power that was purchased. Everything has been purchased for us. And so that's why Isaiah says, who will believe this report? The more you work to believe by, you know, getting in the word of God, having revelation of who Christ is, you know, that's what, that's what draws on the power that God will reveal and manifest in your life that you can walk in all that Christ has purchased. Yeah. And so I, I would just really encourage everybody, make sure like, get in the word, start reading about the cross, find out what came with the cross. I mean, you can listen to these podcasts and you can hear us and we can tell you, but it's not until you find out for yourself and you grab a revelation and you, and it becomes real to you about uh, the cross and what Jesus did and what came with Jesus shedding his blood on the cross and the Holy Spirit coming. I, I encourage y'all, get in your word, read, find out what the word has for you, find out what came with it. And that's when it's going to become real to you. The, the Bible says, seek me and you will find me. When you go seeking, he will make himself real to you and he will show you things. Like I said, you can listen to podcasts all day, but it, when you read it for yourself and your Holy Spirit grabs a hold of it, it'll become real to you. Amen. And so we thank you again for listening to this podcast. Share it on your Instagram. Subscribe. Yeah, make sure to share it on your Instagrams. And again, send us your testimonies. We would love to have somebody on this podcast to share their testimony. But remember, you can follow us at Instagram at YA underscore power of love. Don't forget to email us at T-P-O-L-C-Y-A at gmail.com. Again, we love you guys. Y'all are the best. We are glad you're enjoying these podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe and share. Bless. Thanks, guys. Jesus loves you. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, and Breaker. Also, don't forget to follow our social media at YA underscore Power of Love. Thanks for listening.